0: Changing the Sales Game on WebTalkRadio.com. I am your host, Connie Whitman. As always, we're thrilled that you're joining us this week. So, as you tune in every week, I, number one, I hope you feel my passion to help you change your sales game, whatever that means to you and where you are in your journey. But I also hope that between my guests and I and our ideas, our strategies, our tips, that you're able to incorporate those little action steps. To create huge impact on the back end for yourself. So again, I am um, honored to have you uh, join us every week. Now, my motivational quote today is by the wonderful Jim Ron, and he says, one customer well taken care of could be more valuable than $10,000 worth of advertising. Now, after finding the quote for the show today, I began to reflect on the money that I happen to see with my clients. Um, these companies, how much they spend on advertising versus putting the value on deliverables after the sale is made. Now, too often, I see everyone striving to, you know, bring in new business that they forget to follow up and show up for the new pieces of business that they close every day. So, in essence, what's happening is we're, you know, money or clients are going out the back door because we're focusing on the front door. Now, I believe we need a balance of constant new business development activity, as well as nurturing and delivering great solutions to our existing clients and or potential clients. Personally, I've been blessed to live off referrals for most of my sales career and and the past 22 years in business. And it's not magic and it's not luck, Maybe, maybe to a certain extent. But I over-deliver, I grow my relationships. so I always play in the long game, not looking for those immediate transactional types of businesses, and I remain relevant and useful to all of my past as well as my current clients. So I'm really excited for my conversation today with my guest, who happens to be the amazing Jeff Blackman. Now, Jeff is a Hall of Fame speaker, best-selling author, award-winning success coach, broadcast personality and lawyer. Yes, he's brilliant. He <laughs> heads Blackman and associates, a result producing business growth firm in the Chicago uh, lands area. Jeff's clients call him the business Growth specialist. Now, as a radio, TV, uh, talk talk show host, Jeff's guests. guests, I cannot speak today. Jeff's guests have been Oprah Winfrey, Jerry Seinfeld, astronaut Jim Lavelle, and the Olympic gold medalist Caitlyn Marie Jenner, born as William Bruce Jenner. Uh, Jeff's six best-selling books include Peak Your Profit, Stop Whining, Start Selling, and his latest bestseller uh, was published in December of twenty-two. Bullseye, hitting your target at home and at work. One last thing, additionally, Jeff's audio, business growth system, opportunity selling, six profit producing steps to multi multiply your earnings and the results audio. Jeff also hosts two video learnings called Profitable Customer Service and how to set and really achieve your goals. He's also, and this is the personal part, but he's lovely. He's also a happy husband, devoted dad, uh, ecstatic new grandfather, veteran softball player, avid hiker, and loyal or nutty Chicago Cubs fan. Um, and Jeff Jeff also helps create profit through people. Uh, please help me welcome my new amazing friend Jeff to the show. So Jeff, thanks for being on.
1: Hey Connie, what a kick! And you did ensure that both you and I are also rabbit hockey fans.
0: Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. So you're just, I just, I wasn't going to add the personal stuff, but the essence of you as a businessman, I think has so much personal integrity. So it was just fun to add the, those little fun pieces about the human side, right? We are business, yeah. but we are human after all. So that, yes, that was just really cool. Yeah. Really cool stuff. All right. So first thing, Tell me about, and I'm I'm going to do in quotes for anyone who's listening on Apple and not watching on YouTube, but you call it relationship power or the little R and the big R. Can you just describe what that is? I know you talk about it in the books, but just so we could set the tone for today and then we can build from there.
1: Well, what's so interesting, if we ask anybody who's listening to you right now or watching us right now, is your business a relationship driven business? They would all say yes. They would all put enthusiastically their hands in the air. However, that's not enough because typically when we think of relationships, we really only think of that personal, maybe the business relationship. And it always bothered me that there wasn't a deeper definition for that up till now. So when I talk to clients about relationship power, I stress to them there are two aspects. One is what I call the little R, and then you've got the big R. So what's the distinction? The distinction is little R is traditional relationship building, Connie. So it's things like, are you a good human being? Your sincerity, your chemistry, your rapport, your bond, your connection, your ability to be a good person. There's a Yiddish, a German, or a Hebrew word mensch. And I mentioned simply, uh, are you a good person? But that is not enough. You, your team must also possess the big R and big R goes to your ability or your team's ability to be what I call growth specialists, depending upon your product, service or solution. You are either a business growth specialist or a personal growth specialist. So what does that focus on? It focuses on things like helping others maximize gain, minimize loss, improving performance, productivity, profitability. So the way in which that's achieved, and I always stress to folks, and again, it does not matter what your business is. There are only two driving motivators that influence every single decision that's being made either by a decision maker or a decision influencer. And the first one is what will you do to improve my condition? That's my present. So that's when someone's got a problem to solve, a need to fill or a dream or goal to get. And I'm sure you just like me and those who watch and listen to you on a regular basis, they get calls that say, I need your help. Someone's got an immediate problem. So therefore, they seek your counsel, advice, guidance, product, service, solution in terms of how will you improve my condition? That's the present. But then we need to look into the future. So what people really invest in is your ability, my ability, your listeners and viewers' abilities to help those folks attain a more favorable future. Let me repeat that. Help others improve their condition and help them attain a more favorable future. If you do that for others, guess who else, Connie, you also do it for? Yourself. And that's the real key, is that you make it about those that you serve. When I work with folks initially, I'll say to them, your website's got two words, about us. And I stress to them that your decision makers don't care about you. They say, well, okay, big shot, what language do you use? So that's why we don't have anything that says about Jeff. Instead, it's focused on what we're going to be able to help you achieve. And we don't have a contact section at our website. It says connect. It's Just a subtlety. But the subtleties of language really matter. And with my undergraduate degree in advertising, and then as you know, I'm a lawyer, I've been a lawyer since 82, but I never practiced. I've really learned that words really matter. And that's really an area that we work on with clients all the time in terms of how slight nuances, changes, or upgrades to their language really helps them both for the short term as well as for the long term.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, Jeff. So, it's two things I wanted to comment on. I love the little R and mm-hmm. I love the big R and that mm-hmm. distinction. And it's funny because I know when, when I do my training, so just a couple of observations based on what you said from mm-hmm. an ap- application perspective, right? Mm-hmm. When I, I remember one new executive had gotten hired um, to one of my banks that I work with. And he kept saying, I kept hearing Connie Whitman and training. And why are we hiring outside people? Like, why aren't we using our internal resources? So he comes, so he's skeptical, comes to my training at the end, he stayed, and I don't know any of this right prior to him coming at the end, he came up to me and he shares that, that, that observation before meeting me. And he said, kind, not only do you teach people how to sell and build those lifelong relationships, right. That go on, give that keep giving and we keep helping, right. That's the big R piece. He says, but you do, and I'm now I'm defining the, your little R piece. He said you also teach them how to be good human beings and mm-hmm. how it's connected by you you have to be a good human being otherwise it it does show up good or bad on the business side. So it was very complimentary that he that his observation shifted, but that's what you're talking about. And then my other observation is I, when I come in people sometimes, especially organizations that they're building a new culture in banking, it's, it's, it's a new transition, right? Because years ago they were order takers. Now mm-hmm. they're supposed to have these conversations, right? And everybody panics. So what I, what I say to them is you think you're providing good customer service because you're nice and you're kinds and you're empathetic. And all of that is beautiful and needed. But if you're providing really good customer service, you have to be offering a solution which means you have to be selling something. You have to be Mm -hmm. selling one of your products or services. So being nice is nice, but that doesn't mean you're providing good customer service. So sale and service to me are really the same thing in essence, because if I'm serving you good customer service, I have to be offering a solution. And then the last piece of what you said with the big R is not only do I do that today, your immediate situation with whatever that opportunity or option is that you're offering but what are you doing to help me plan for with banks? It's my financial future. With a doctor or medical, it's my health future. So you help me today with my high blood pressure. But what are you helping me with long term? So we want to become, plan- I call them planning partners, because I think we often fall into the little R and think, OK, I've, I've done my job. So just I love that distinction, Jeff. Really, really nicely done.
1: Well, what's so interesting about what you just said is that we assume, and I don't assume many things, but we assume that whomever we're dealing with is a good human being. So when I stress to my clients, your role is not to merely appease and please your customers or your clients or your prospects. And sometimes I get this right. look at defuddlement. They're kind of confused. Well, What do you mean? I go, your role is not to create conflict, but your role is to challenge your decision makers. And that's based upon both the questions that you ask, as well as the recommendations that you offer. If you merely appease and please, it goes back to what you just alluded to. You're an order taker. And conceptually, you could be replaced someday by a robot who can merely take an order as opposed to create that connection and that bond. But when you Acknowledge that I am not here to appease and please, I'm here to challenge my decision makers to reconsider or reexamine or rethink how they do what they do and why they do it that elevates the relationship. So on a continual basis, I will get clients of any level, but especially at the top, I'll get chairman, chairwomen, CEOs, presidents, business owners, VPs, whomever who say, whoa, I hadn't thought about that before. Or you are challenged me to look at this differently. That's one of the great things that the law taught me in going to law school is there's not black, there's not white, there's gray. And gray is Mm -hmm. what if, what are the possibilities that elevates the relationship to the partner level versus the vendor level. And I always stress to clients, Connie, partners are invaluable. Vendors are expendable and partners create high trust. When trust is high, what's low? Fear. One more time. When trust is high, what's low? Fear. And if you've got the opposite, so now you've got fear that's high, what's low? Trust. And that's a problem. External and internal. Because often when I talk to folks about what are some of the challenges that you face, I will ask them internally. And when I coach people, often we're talking about how do they handle the internal relationship to best handle those that you report up to. And that in itself is an art. So this involves both science as well as art to be effective in the workplace, as well as outside meeting customers, clients, and prospects.
0: Yeah, it's the friction, right? Friction is really where the magic happens. As soon as we can challenge someone, all of a sudden they're like, wait, I never thought of that. Say that again. And that's when, that's when you differentiate yourself in, you know, you and I have talked about this, you know, in our conversations in the past, but you know, like a bank, a bank is a bank, is a bank. you're all doing the same thing. But why do I want to work with you, right? You're you're a health provider. Why do I want to go to your practice versus another? Differentiate yourself. And that's by challenging me to say, well, you're doing this. How can we do that better? And oftentimes it's little baby steps or little tweaks that the, the business or the company needs to do to create a, a bigger trajectory of profit or growth or improved talent, you know, new hiring talent, whatever it might be. So friction is really a good thing. Um and I- like how you said, don't don't just yet you can't become a yes man. That's dangerous because now now nothing grows and you're just feeding the ego of something that could be done potentially better. So I love it. In yeah. your book. And I'm go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say because your point is so interesting in that one of the questions that I'll even ask clients is, as I communicate with you and learn things about your people, your team, your organization, how do you want me to communicate with you? And I give this little pause. They go, what do you mean? And I go, do you want me to be honest or do you want me to be diplomatic? No one has ever said diplomatic. Everyone says honest. So I have told CEOs over the years, presidents, and business owners, things they did not know about their organization, but I yeah. discovered it. And I had one CEO, Absolutely. you and I both have done a lot yeah. of work in banking, financial services over the decades. And one CEO literally said to me, Connie, who's a black man. What I really value in our relationship is that you never protect your butt and you never kiss mine. And That's that was a right. supreme, supreme compliment. It was a supreme compliment because he knew that I might tell him things that he did not want to hear, but he had to hear. And so I would share that with him. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're going to ask me something else.
0: Has it happened? Yeah. So I was going to say, I want to show your book. So in your book, and I know it's backwards on the thing, but I just want people to see what the, the cover looks like. But in your book, Peak Your Profits, you really emphasize the significance of asking the right questions. I call right questions your magic wand. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel this is such a, a crucial skill? And what are you, know, you have some that you want to share? Because, you, you know, I love giving actionable things that people can use after the show. So why are they important? And can you give us some examples? That would be awesome.
1: Sure. And one of the things which is so interesting is that people often say to me they want to work on their pitch or their spiel, or their presentation. Mm -hmm. I go, if you are working on your pitch, so conceptually you are a pitcher, it places your decision maker in a position to what? Be a catcher. They've got to catch your thought process. So the purpose of questions is simple. It helps you discover you got a problem to solve, a need to fill, or a dream or goal to get. And I can't discover those things about a prospect or a client unless I'm asking them questions about their business. I've already passed the vetting test. Conceptually, they've gone to my website. They've read a book. They've read a newspaper article or a magazine article. They've heard me speak. So I don't need to do a data dump or as my buddy, your buddy, Jeffrey Gittimer says, and Gittimer and I have been really very close friends since 1995. Jeffrey talks about those who choose to throw up, when they show up and that is a business blunder people who simply do data dumps. And I tell clients, if you're doing that, they go, well, well, what if a client wants to know about me? I go, they already know about you because conceptually you've passed their vetting. You're with them in a virtual call in person on the telephone. If they've got a willingness to talk, that means they've got a problem with somebody who's currently serving them and they're looking for your expertise And talent. So questions, I specifically refer to them as power probes and power probes begin with a who, a what, a when, a where, a why, a which, a how, a tell me more about or and what else. The purpose is to engage, to connect, to get somebody else talking. Now I get pushback to the strategy. Most salespeople are lazy. If anybody listening has got competitors who are lazy, send them a thank you note. So if you want to change the sales game, you are not going to do it based upon your current skills, attitudes, and behaviors. It requires new skills. So one skill that we work on with all clients amongst a whole bunch of others, but is the ability to ask great questions. Now, I'll share those soon or some examples, and they will actually give specifically kind of your listeners and viewers an opportunity to get something really special called the Sweet Sixteen. But I stress to folks, when you focus on questions that begin with who, what, when, where, why, which, how, tell me more about, and what else, or the TED principle, which is tell me more about, E, explain to me how, D, describe for me, folks will miss you say, whoa, hang on. Are you saying never ask a closed-ended question? Didn't say that. Closed-ended questions are okay two times. One, qualification purposes. Are you dealing with a pretender or a player? And two, it's decision time. Thumbs up, green light, approval, okay, yay, whatever it might require. And I stress to clients that before any conversation, they be well prepared and then implement the three P's of a virtual call, in person, telephone, whatever it might be. Here's the first P. What's your purpose? What are you intending to accomplish in this moment of opportunity? So football has just started. And as a result of that, we heard the language RPO. And RPO is run, pass, option. Quarterback gets to make a decision. So I stress here RPO, meaning results, possibilities, opportunities. One, know your purpose. What are you trying to accomplish for you as well as whomever you're chatting with? Second P, power probes. Write them down. So I'm really well prepared. You can accuse me maybe of being slow because of my multiple knee operations or limited vision because of my multiple eye operations, transplants, and surgeries. You cannot accuse me of not being well prepared. And my clients say, Blackman, nobody prepares like you prepare. So I am prepared with key questions. I might not ask them, but I have them. I call it a dynamic dozen. And I urge people to create at least 12 open-ended need development questions. Those are their core questions. They might not get to them in every meeting, but those are your core questions. It allows you then, like a quarterback, to call an audible based upon what your decision maker shares. First, know your purpose. Second, know your power probes. And third, parade of progress. What are you going to do to plant the seed for what happens next? So if you, for example, were a prospect or client, Connie, I would say at the end of our conversation, okay, Connie, real quickly, let's review deliverables. Honor before blank, you're going to send me yada, yada. Honor before blank, I'm going to send you yada, yada. Connie, let's take a peek at the calendar so we can continue the conversation. So I'm planting the seed for the next call, parade of That's progress. Right. Keep things moving forward. Before I start sharing some examples of power probes, fire away. Is there another question you want to ask me based on what I just shared?
0: Now this it's so, it's so obvious. And yet I, I see, and, and like you said, good that my, my clients are hiring me because whoever they're working with or whatever they've done isn't working. Right. So, so it's great when other people are lazy. I love it because like you and I, you know, I have my seven steps and, and exactly what you were saying about those next steps. I call it the Connie Whitman loops. You have to go through all seven steps. It's a process, right? It's like your three Ps, same different formula, same strategy or infrastructure when you break it down. But my first step is being prepared. And that means what questions are you going to ask? You should go in with some type of an agenda and a plan. And the funniest thing, uh, Jeff, some of the employees, right, these organizations, the employees go, well, we don't use agendas. That's a waste of time. I go, it's a waste of time. (laughs) So as I'm going through my agenda and Jeff answers my fourth question based on something I asked in my first question, guess where I write my notes in the third question. So when I get there, I skip it because we've already addressed it. So it doesn't hinder the communication or the conversation it's just a structure so you don't forget at the end of the meeting oh crap i didn't ask whatever the question was and then the last thing i say at the end of every meeting i just call it a call to action what's that next step right so at the end sometimes it's yeah let's close the business sometimes it's like whoa we we have to do a lot more digging in i need to review your forms i need to send you this so you understand the strategy so now we're but but when's the next meeting? Let's schedule it right now. So you're either closing or you're making another appointment or I'm not the right fit, which is okay also to address so we don't waste each other's time but you shouldn't get an objection. If you're getting an objection somewhere in your process, you have a breakdown. So in your case, the PPP, did you ask enough questions or did you go in and like Jeffrey says, you know, throw up or show up. So they're vomiting or pitching instead of getting to know who the client is and what the real need is. This is logical, yet you see it, I see it. Most people intuitively, I don't know, don't do it in a natural way until they see the light And then they're like, oh, like, okay, this makes so much sense. Why haven't I been
1: doing it? It's a game changer. And a game changer is not my opinion. It's my experience. And most important, my client's experience. Now, I want to share some key power probes soon. And then we'll give your listeners and viewers an opportunity to get something complimentary from us that immediately is applicable. But I want to talk about language just for a second. So, Many people will offer, well, here's my opinion. My suggestion to my clients when I work with them is no longer use the opinion word when you're referencing what you now want to do on behalf of the decision maker. They go, what should I say? I say, focus on your experience because your experience gives you the opportunity to share a success story based upon how you helped someone else solve a similar problem. So when people say, well, what's your opinion? I'll say, well, it's interesting. We've had two other clients recently who had the exact same experience that you did. Their challenges included yada and yada, just like you. Yet once we taught their folks how to, here are some of the key outcomes that they then were able to realize. But once I share that success story, I then ask a simple question is, and how will their successes If they become your successes, help you grow your business. So once again, I'm getting their input, their opinion, their feeling or their reaction. Now, you reference the word close and close is a word that you and I have heard for decades. People have heard it for hundreds of years. Did you close that piece of business? So we urge people not to close business because close implies it's closed. It's done. It's finished. It's terminated. Misnomer, Connie. Not true. Now you got to go to work. So in the six steps of opportunity selling, which are really highlighted in the fifth edition of Peak Your Profits, the first step is O, the opening. That's our initial contact. And I'll give a very quick overview. P is probe, as we discuss asking terrific questions. R is reveal. Let me reveal the solution to help you solve this problem you just shared with me during the probe stage. T is translate. I'm going to translate features, not what something is, but instead what it does. And I always stress to folks, focus on the does, not the is, and is negotiate if necessary. And then T.Y. is what most people call the close. And I call it the yes. Seek the yes, not the close, because the yes keeps the door open. Now we're back to the first step for the next opportunity that is a process it's a methodology and we've got so many clients whatever they say sell they say jeff we never had a process or a system or a methodology up till now so now they've got a structure that really helps them sell more and when you sell more that really means you're helping others improve their condition and attain a more favorable future so it goes Mm -hmm. back to what we're doing for others it just became about them It ain't about us. All right, questions. You want me to share a few? And that's why it, no, yes,
0: I want you to share a few, but I just (laughs) just want to comment. Step five, step six is you're, you're continuing that relationship. So what are the next steps? I call it building the relationship, continuing to build the relationship or moving the relationship forward. Close is not part of it. We don't close anything. It's an opening of going through the loops over and over again, just like you said. So it's it's so funny. You label it differently. Same exact uh, type of of process, if you will. But you need a process. You can't just wing it, right? We're shooting from the hip is garbage. All right. Now we have the last piece, the questions, and then we'll do the wrap up with the gift. Go ahead.
1: So I'll share with your listeners and viewers some questions. I've literally got hundreds and hundreds of questions. But asking decision makers simple questions like well, what are some of the challenges that you're currently facing. I ask, what are the specific skills or attitudes or behaviors you'd like your people to be able to implement? Mm-hmm. As a result of this, what's the impact upon your performance or your productivity or profitability? Because people come to me for business growth strategies. I'll ask them questions like conservatively. What are you losing top line in, in terms of lost revenue? What are your margins? What are you losing bottom line? Yeah, And then I allow them to determine what those numbers are. And then I kind of pause when I'm looking at what they're losing top line or bottom line. I'll go, let's say you just recovered half of those lost opportunities. If you recovered only half, what would that mean to you and your company economically? What would the impact be? Now, that's a logic question to answer. And then I'll say, what would that mean to you personally? Now, that's a heart or emotional question. So now they've articulated to me and I'm taking notes throughout the process based upon Absolutely. a closed ended question. Hey, Connie, is it OK if I jot down some notes? You're sharing great stuff and I don't want to miss a word. No one has ever said no to me. So now I can use me their specific language. No one says no, yeah. because you're showing a sincere interest in being able to help them. Yeah. And as a result of that, I now have captured both economic data as well as emotional data. Two questions that always work, and I ask them, is, Connie, how will we measure success? Now I know whether it's qualitative, quantitative metrics, or both. And I will also ask, what will you value most in our relationship? And I ask that the CEOs, and they tell me, now I know what's really important to them. So those are just a few initial questions and I got a boatload, but specifically we created something for your folks in this podcast. And if folks would like to get what we call the sweet 16, if they want 16 questions that they can use and they can use them now because people have literally said, Jeff, I got them in the morning. I use them in the afternoon or I use them the next day. And I love when people that call or email and they say it worked. Well, of course it worked. Because these are proven questions, not just me, but client experience. All right. If people want those 16 questions, all that they need to do, send an email to Cheryl in my office. And her email address is Cheryl, S-H-E-R-Y-L. One more time. S-H-E-R-Y-L at jeffblackman.com. So send an email to Cheryl at jeffblackman.com in the subject. Simply put Connie rocks, sweet 16, Connie rocks, sweet 16. We know what that means. We will send folks 16 key power probes that they can now use to develop their own dynamic dozen. And you can have more than one dynamic dozen. You can have a different dynamic dozen for different products, different types of decision makers, or different types of services, markets, industries, if you're serving multiple folks. And the key is that these questions drive results. Why? They elevate you to partner status, not being a vendor. And what they enable you to do is have others perceive you differently. You no longer do data dumps. You do not show up and throw up. You are converting knowledge that you obtain about others into immediate action and results. And the only thing folks are focused on, Connie, is the results, the benefits, the advantages, and the outcomes you can then deliver to them. So one more time, Cheryl at com, subject, Connie rocks, sweet 16. And Cheryl will send you these 16 Power Pro questions. I love it. An immediate help to everybody.
0: I love it. And, and here's the thing that the structures there and truly, truly questions, those probing questions, they really are like a magic wand. And if you go back to my intro where I said, is it magic? And I go, oh, you know, is it magic or luck? You know, sure. I believe that there has to be a little bit of luck in, in meeting the right people, but I also believe that we create that luck by showing up prepared. And the questions are one piece of that. To me, it's one of the bigger pieces like you, like you've just described. And if, if people don't get the sweet 16, they're crazy because it's, it's a structure that they can then use and, and tweak, right? You, you have the, um. You've built it. Now they can go in and change the color, if you will, right? They could paint over and put their industry in or their product name in or whatever it is based on the conversation. But the template of the question is stellar and it's going to get them the results. So you've hand you've you've literally given them beautiful 16 questions on a silver platter. Thank you so much. I,
1: I love the gift. And then here's a subtlety. Two simple things that show and tell time. Take those questions and everyone create based upon not only what I send you, but create your own questions. And this is a remarkable tool. Put those questions on your phone in both a written format and with your voice. So on my phone, I can take a look at my power probes. In addition, I can listen to my voice articulating 12 questions. We've got clients now that have done the exact Same thing. They go, Jeff, before I go into a call or make a call, I listen to me on my cell phone. Really simple. And it works. One other thing. That means that you're practicing. This is one of my favorite little props that literally I travel the world with. It's a practice golf ball. And articulated, it says the word practice. Now it's emblazoned more than once. This is from the Beachmont Country Club in Beachwood, Ohio, suburb of Cleveland. So I've had a client there for some time in Cleveland. The CEO is a member of this country club. The first time that I worked with his folks in person was at the country club. And the meeting was in the grand ballroom. The grand ballroom overlooked the 18th green beneath the drapes that went from ceiling to floor I found this ball. First of all, that's a really bad approach out to the 18th green because it was inside the grand ballroom. But when I picked up the ball and saw that it said the word practice, I said to the CEO, I went, this in essence is why we're here. And the CEO said to me, Blackman, share that with my people tomorrow, because like others have said, you are the best prepared individual I have ever worked with in all my years of business. Mm -hmm practice, practice, practice. That's what winners do. That's how distinction is created. And as you know, in my last book that came out December of 2022, it quickly became a bestseller because it talks about practice, preparation, winning strategies, whether I'm talking about Caitlyn Jenner, that I knew was Bruce Jenner when I interviewed him back in the 80s. If we're talking about the late, great Bill Russell, the iconic Hall of Fame basketball player who I Uh consulted with years ago, the key to great athletes or great business people is they are well prepared. That's what winners do. Yes. Winners don't make excuses. They practice, they prepare, and they are ready. It's game time.
0: I love it. And, and show <laughs> up but practice because being prepared matters. And that's a great differentiator. So really quick before we end, sure. um, can I give your email, Jeff, if they have a question for you directly or just Cheryl? Uh, no, if, you if your, folks some, want to. Uh, Jeff's direct email, JB.
1: Yeah, JB. At Jeff just send it to um. Cheryl. No, folks can send anything they'd like to Cheryl, but if they want to ask me something specific or they like to chat with me, you can send it to jb at jeffblackman.com. Sure, that's cool.
0: Okay, jb at
1: jeffblackman.com.
0: I will put that in the show notes. Website is um, obviously uh, www.jgsalespro.com.
1: Is that right, Jeff? No, my website is just jeffblackman.com.
0: So jeffblackman.com. And again, that free gift, everybody should be signing up. It's Cheryl, S-H-E-R-Y-L at jeffblackman.com. I promise I will put all of that in the show notes. And don't forget subject line, Connie rocks, cause I do. And then <laughs> sweet 16. So you get those 16 awesome questions. Um, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time being on you guys. You have an action step. Now, please, take that free gift. Or even if you just take the questions that uh, Jeff outlined for us today during the show, start applying them this afternoon or whenever you're listening the next day, if you're listening at night, apply them. I promise action creates reaction, which creates the magic that we've been talking about today. Um, Jeff, thank you again. Always a delight um, spending time with you. So thank you for your time.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Connie.
0: You got it. And um, thank you all for joining us. You've been listening to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I'm honored to have you on this journey of changing your sales game. And again, I truly hope that between my guests and I, our stories, our ideas, little nuggets of information that we share that. It allows you to be inspired, to take the action, to create the, the life that and business that you all deserve. Um, again, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. Be inspired, practice, show up, and be prepared. I love you all. Thanks again, Jeff. Thank you for tuning in.
1: Thanks. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember lead with heart, and your sales will follow.